there. I'm Reed McCollum, your handsome host. And that playing the guitar kind of tires me out, but I've got to find a, maybe we'll try something acoustic next time. I'm here to tell you about Essential Dynamics, but I know very little about it in comparison to the man I'm interviewing, and that is Mr. Derek Hudson. Derek, are you there? Reed, good afternoon. It's, uh, it's great to be with you. I'm, nice, I'm glad to see you as well on, on uh, Zoom, if nothing else. Uh, we're, still, we're still recording apart, but uh, getting the job done. So I'm glad to see you. Derek, uh, I, we have a lot of, uh, we've had a lot of discussion about uh, great leaders and uh, CEOs and examples and such. But what about the middle guy? Uh, not the first person starting out, as we've discussed before, the 18-year-old. Now I want to talk about the guy who's on his way up, doesn't really have a plan, perhaps, for uh, where he wants to end up. Maybe he is ambitious. I don't know. But right now, he's middle management. Do you have a, do you have a thought about how Essential Dynamics can help him uh, uh, perceive his career? Sure. So... I'm I'm really glad we're talking about this because I think that there's kind of two levels in business that get all the attention. And one of them is the CEO. Yeah. Uh, and the other is the entrepreneur who is probably the CEO as well, but there might not be more than one person in the company, at least when they start out and they get just tons of attention, tons of bandwidth, all the, all the books and the lectures and all that kind of stuff for how to be an awesome entrepreneur and um, how to do great things with your company. <clears throat> and there's so many, so many people that don't have that opportunity or that inclination. And if you think about all the products that we value, there's a lot of managers, frontline supervisors and frontline people, you know, dispensing out the products and services that we all enjoy. That's so um, there's a big gap of people that are unseen on an episode of Shark Tank between the uh, sharks who are have already done it and the people pitching who are about to. Is that correct? Oh, sh sure. And um, there's just, you know, a lot of people who work hard every day uh, and, you know, maybe they don't consider these things in this way, but I like to think that they're adding adding value to our society. and there's principles they could apply to add even more value and get more fulfillment out of it. Okay. So what does the, how ambitious should a middle manager be? I want to go back to something you said in a previous podcast, and that was uh, that to be a good leader, you need to be a good person. Is that true of the, of the people who are being led? <laughs> I would say to be a good person, you have to be a good person. <laughs> oh did i misstate that <laughs> oh, no 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 i'm i'm picking it up right like really isn't it more about being a good person than um whatever sort of position that you get well, one and, hopes yeah yeah and so to the nice thing about being a good person and becoming a a better person or a more effective person is you know that you can't really do that or it doesn't really matter unless that's something that impacts other people. So, you know, I, I suppose you could just learn something and keep it to yourself. And, you know, maybe there's people that never go out of their house these days and get their food delivered and, you know, read books and write essays. Thank you. That's my life. Yep. 
but it's it's when you share them with someone that you have an impact. And yes, yes, so but I, you but if you don't share anything with anybody, you completely overcome rejection. Now you sound like Marty McFly. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's always been my philosophy ever since I went back to the future. <laughs> So, so yeah, I, you know, I don't know that you can separate sort of the leadership question from the person question, which I think is what, what, what that means is that, you know, despite the attention on CEOs and entrepreneurs, uh, everyone can both learn to be more effective and through that have an impact on their organization and the people they're with and society generally. So I don't tend to distinguish as much, but I'm excited to talk today about if you're, you know, in deep in the middle of an organization, how do you use these principles to, to make a difference? Well, Dan, tell me, I'm a little discouraged. I'm a middle manager. I'm feeling like I don't have much impact on the world. The people I work over have, uh, have essentially been grumblers and the people I work under are definitely grumblers. So tell me, what am I going to do? Okay. Well, I'm, I'm sure... That if we had a, an audience of millions, that the people who related to that comment would be <laughs> most of the millions. <laughs> so um, here's some thoughts. First of all, we always like to put things in the context of a quest. Well, that's uh, that might be a stretch for you know a middle imagine middle manager and a big uh, you know insurance agency or bank or something like that. Um, so there's two ways I think that can go. And one of them is, you know, connect yourself with the purpose of the organization. Because um, every organization, every business, and many other organizations exist to make some portion of society better, to make some people's lives better. And so can you connect with the, the purpose of your organization in that regard? Um, now, you know, my profession's accounting. Um, and if you're working accounting or a finance department in a big organization, you're not making the product. You're not at the front lines, you know, putting the thing in the box that ships out to the product. You're not at the counter providing the service. Um, but what, you know, finance people do is essential to the operating of a good company. So if you can connect yourself with the purpose of the organization then that starts to give this, you know, you can build a quest out of that. This is meaning like my organization exists to make sure that people, for example, in insurance are able to get through catastrophes in their lives without worrying about money. You know, well, that's, that's a, that's a pretty noble purpose. Um, and one of the ways they do, you know, we're able to do that is if we manage our expenses better then we get to stay in business and, you know, provide that insurance for people, for example. Um, now, essential dynamics opens another dimension of that up, which is there's always a purpose X and a purpose Y. So as an employee, you know, is there, is there one of those that resonates more with you? And are you maybe which of a, my person, of my personal purpose X and purpose Y or your, or the business's purpose? Well, I'm still, I'm still on the organization, but yes, the, there's a personal aspect of this uh, that we should get to in a minute. So, so, you know, one of the things All we right. talked about with an organization is, uh, you know, 
purpose X might be more short-term or financial and purpose Y might be more long-term or, you know, good for society and things like that. And so you may say, I, you know, I work in the oil business and I really want to see this become a sustainable, you know, contributor to long-term society. Uh, And I can, you know, impact that by being a good worker in this company right now. Um, you know, at, at sort of any level. So there's that. And then, yes, Reed, to, to your point, um, sometimes the quest might be enabled by a job, but it might not, you might not really identify that much with your organization. So it could be your young person starting out. My quest is I want to make a difference in this world. And my reality is that I need to get a job post-graduation to pay off my student debt or start a family or, you know, something like that. Um, this job is really important part of my my life plan right now. And I should do everything I can to be a good employee and learn from it so that I can take all that with me to my next job. That makes you an effective employee, which actually improves your chances of, you know, continuing with that organization and being, you know, useful to some other organization. And it's never bad for your employer, you know, when you do that. so having your own, if you're on a personal mission, and this is a part of it, a job's a part of it, then that really helps. The other thing that I would say related to essential dynamics is you always like to take a systems view. And the path part of people path and purpose is that system. So, you know, we talk about a mid-level manager, you're stuck inside the organization, you, you're not in executive meetings, you're not setting policy. Uh, my advice is to think one or two levels up from where you work. Um, so, you know, think like the CEO, think like the VP, think like the director that your boss reports to. And what are their problems? What are they interested in? What are they concerned about? Uh, you know, one of the most sort of frustrating conversations I've had with employees is is when, and this is it you know, multiple levels, including vice presidents, they say, well, we've got this figured out for our division. It's the rest of the company that's messed up. Ah, doesn't, and that happens in government. It happens in, uh, it must happen in every business. I don't know. I've never been a car manufacturer, but I'm sure that the finger pointing is a go-to behavior of uh, virtually every business in the world. Sure, sure. So manufacturing, I'll just give you a classic example. Uh, Sales promises something. Engineering can't figure out how to do it. They blame sales. Once engineering figures out how to do it, manufacturing can't make it. They blame engineering. Right, right. It's just a, a, a vicious circle. And, you know, if you don't make the car, selling it doesn't matter. So, so the, you know, it's always the bigger system. So if you're a middle manager and you're in this department here, just look up what, what's your boss concerned about? What's your boss's boss concerned about? And if you can be an agent to bringing the system together better, you're going to do really well in the organization. But so many really, really bright people would rather say, this is my bit here. And that's the only thing that I want to be responsible for. Um, but of course, they're not actually helping the organization. Um, and there's a lot of organizations that reinforce your that path. Kind of, 
that re yeah, there's a lot of organizations that, was, that reinforce that kind of behavior. So it's not necessarily easy to get to, but my, that's what yeah. I was going to get to. I, <laughs> what if your path does not agree with the, with your business's path? What if you are, uh, not as committed to company profits as the company is? <laughs> well, well, sh sh sure. Sure. That's the case. So, but let's think about employment. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Employment is an exchange of value. So the employee brings services that help solve the employer's problem and the employer pays you for it. So if you can't bring yourself to move that forward every day, I don't think you should be taking the employer's money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so there, there is, there is, <laughs> there is that part of it. And if you're going to take their money, um, then give them as much value as you can, because then you can walk home, you know, as people don't leave the office anymore. You can finish your work day mm -hmm. feeling good about yourself. Plus effective work is stuff that's transferable. You learn. Um, now, if the purpose of your organization is something that you don't fundamentally agree with, um, then you should, you know, really try to find something else, but, it may be that you're you really need a job, and this is the only job. In which case, you know, let's step back and get your uh, get your quest, personal quest, sorted out, and put your work in in context, and either you know adjust and move on, or reconcile yourself to the fact that this job is important, um, so that you can do other things in your life that are more important. And well, then Derek, just quickly. Stop how do you how do you reconcile a uh someone who has been who may be in the in a bad uh on a bad path who recognizes it 20 years in or 15 years into their career choice and they realize they want to change their path how do you start over that's uh that's something uh, i've had personal experience with and i i, I wonder if you have uh, thoughts on that. Uh, I have a few thoughts, Reed. And, and one is that um, consider this idea of transferable skills. And, you know, it's, it's really important in, in today's economy that you don't define yourself by the jobs that you've had. Uh, you define yourself by the things that you've learned how to do and the, the way you've learned to look at things and, the, and also the relationships that you've developed. So someone who's 20 years in isn't starting like an 18 year old. They've got, right. they've, they've learned a lot of stuff about a lot of stuff. And the question is, how can I take that and use it, um, you know, in some other way. And then the other thing is that there's also this accounting concept, which we refer, we refer to as sunk costs. So right. yes. money that I spent yesterday and that I can't get back is irrelevant to my future decisions. Uh, and a lot of times we put, you know, and this, you see this in, in, in governments and businesses, uh, like, but this thing costs a lot of money, so we have to save it. And so you keep pouring money into the business unit or to the- Losing even more. Old hockey arena or whatever it is. And uh, that it, it doesn't matter. You can't change what you did, but you can today move forward. And so I, th I think if you think about 
the fact that anyone at any point in their life has this, you know, wealth of experience they've accumulated and they don't owe any part of their life, any particular thing because it's past. Yes. You know, so it is actually today is actually the first day of the rest of your life. So be optimistic and embrace it. Yeah. And then if, you know, you think about like some of the stuff we haven't talked about in, uh, essential dynamics find the driver you know find the driver like the driver in your life you know hang on to it because it's the cool thing about drivers like by definition they move like yeah you just grab onto them and um it's so much better to have a driver than to try and you know everything has to be like brute force i like that and that brings up a whole new issue and, and a series of questions which i'll have to save for another time derek how can people reach you people can find me at derekhudson.ca on the web and i would be thrilled to hear what uh what questions people have about what we're talking about can i just um okay let me ask the question okay derek what's what about the people side of middle manager okay thank you reed for asking me that question thank you derek for asking me that question yeah, because I do want to get into that. So, <laughs> because this is uh, this is something that's really critical. I don't know if I can't remember where I heard it, but I've seen it multiple times. People don't quit jobs at companies. People quit managers. Oh, oh, people, oh, boy! People don't leave the employment of an organization. They escape a bad manager relationship. I like that. That's very, that's, we're going to have to explore that further. So just flip that around a little bit. If you're the middle manager, don't be the one that people quit. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's great advice, Derek. Thank you. That's a great place to stop. I think we'll, uh, we'll end it there and continue the ramifications of that at another time. I'm Reed McCollum. I'm the handsome host and learning every day. And that's partly because of my friend, Derek Hudson, who Derek, uh, they can reach you at DerekHudson.ca, right? They absolutely can. And Reed, thanks for uh, thanks for asking those questions today because I think middle managers are the unsung heroes of the current or the modern economy. Okay, and for our engineer Bryn Griffiths, who is always looking quizzically at us and going, "What the heck are you talking about?" This has been a good day and a good talk, and we look forward to our next one. And until then, consider your quest. Mm-hmm.